Sunday after Pentecost, the first Sunday after Pentecost. And you know what that means? Well, all of you church nerds out there know that the first Sunday after Pentecost is Holy Trinity Sunday, where we celebrate the mystery of the Holy Trinity. Over the centuries, there have been many attempts to describe the Trinity because how does one understand our God who's three people in one without dabbling into polytheism? All of those attempts, all of those ways of describing God that we have heard before, God is the sun, the star, the heat, and the light. God is a three-leaf clover. God is water, steam, liquid, and solid they end up actually confessing ancient heresies. Arianism, which is the belief that Jesus and the Holy Spirit were created by God and are not one in nature with him. Partialism, belief that the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are not distinctive persons of the Godhead, but are different parts of God, each composing one-third of the divine. And modalism, the belief that God is not three distinct persons but merely reveals himself in different forms. Essentially, to quote from Lutheran satires, St. Patrick's Bad Analogies, the Trinity is a mystery which cannot be comprehended by human reason, but is understood only through faith and is best confessed in the words of the Athanasian Creed, which states that we worship one God in Trinity and Trinity in unity, neither confusing the persons nor dividing the substance that we are compelled by the Christian truth to confess that each distinct person is God and Lord, and that the deity of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit is one, equal in glory, co-equal in majesty. Well, now that you've gotten your dose of theological education for the day, what does this all actually mean? And why does it matter to us? Trying to understand the Trinity is sometimes overwhelming. Honestly, what it boils down to is that it's unexplainable. But through faith, through the faith that we have in God, and through scripture where we learn about and hear about the Trinity at work, and through the work of the Holy Spirit in and around us, we can believe. Several years ago at a friend's ordination service, he had chosen Holy, Holy, Holy as the hymn of the day. A storm blew in through the service and no joke, as we began singing verse 3 of this hymn, the power went out. We just kept singing. Holy, 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 though the darkness hide thee, though the eye of sinfulness thy glory may not see. Only thou art holy, there is none beside thee, perfect in power, in love and purity. And now every time I sing this hymn, I think about that moment how the power of the proclamation of God pierced through the darkness. Though at times we cannot always see God, we cannot always understand God's working in the world, God is still there walking with us. Not only do we have the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit to help and guide us, we also have gifts that have been given to us through God. In Proverbs 8, we hear of wisdom, wisdom created at the beginning of God's work, wisdom calling to us, taking a stand, wisdom delighting in the human race, wisdom working as a master worker alongside of God. Does not wisdom call and does not understanding raise her voice? On the heights beside the way, 
At the crossroads, she takes her stand. Beside the gates in the front of the town, at the entrance of the portal, she cries out, To you, O people, I call, and my cry is to all that live. The Lord created me at the beginning of his work, the first of his acts of long ago. Ages ago, I was set up at the first, before the beginning of the earth. When there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no springs abounding with water, before the mountains had been shaped, before the hills, I was brought forth. When he had not yet made earth and fields, or the world's first bits of soil. When he established the heavens, I was there. When he drew a circle on the face of the deep, when he made firm the skies above, when he established the fountains of the deep, when he assigned to the sea its limit so that the waters might not transgress his command, when he marked out the foundations of the earth, then I was beside him like a master worker, and I was daily his delight, rejoicing before him always, rejoicing in his inhabited worlds and delighting in the human race. How do we listen to wisdom's call to us today? How do we embrace wisdom? Part of true wisdom is realizing that we're created to play, to delight in the world. It's also realizing that we cannot always control events that happen in this world, nor can we control other people with whom we interact. Oh boy, that's a tough one for us. At least it is for me. Not being able to control things, not being able to control what other people do or say or think. Not being able to control the narrative. I remember coming home from my deployment and being so frustrated that my children didn't want to do or didn't do what I told them to do immediately. And they still don't. If I could be queen for a day, I would love to have everything done that I want done in just the way that I want it done. Anyone else feel that way? Alas, that's not how life works. Instead, we're called to be open to new experiences. We're called to see the world as an opportunity, something in which to delight in. An exciting adventure filled with play. But life doesn't always feel like something that we should delight in. Life is not always a playful adventure but rather a terrifying ride. I think of all the families of the Uvalde school shooting victims and the survivors. The parents who are scrambling to find formula so their children can eat. Those who are living with long COVID. The people of the Sierra Pacific Synod who are in the midst of a bishop resignation and calls of racism and just trauma. Those who have been assaulted or abused by people in power. There's so much ick in the world that it seems patronizing and totally inauthentic to say, well, just go find a light in the world. That's where leaning on the promises that God gives us is so important. The Apostles' Creed teaches us about God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Creator, Redeemer, and Sustainer. We believe that God the Father created the world and all that's in it. We believe that God the Son became incarnate, was crucified, died, and was buried, 
and rose again for the forgiveness of our sins. We believe that God the Holy Spirit came down from heaven and is present among us today, giving us gifts, bringing us to faith, guiding us in our lives. We don't talk about the work of the Holy Spirit enough. The wisdom that we gain through the Holy Spirit can help us to embrace life, to find things in which to delight, to help us when we feel like we're not in control over what we want to be in control over. Some things in life are unexplainable. They're mysteries. Sometimes it is hard to believe when we're faced with those uncertainties, those mysteries. It's hard to believe when we're on a terrifying roller coaster that seems like it's something out of Final Destination rather than an enjoyable thrill ride. It's hard to believe when we have control taken from us. When we see the ick in the world and when we experience it from others. It's hard to believe when the darkness hides God from us. Walking through the hard, through the mysteries, through the uncertainties and the darkness and the lack of control, it's easier with God. And it's easier knowing that God is with us. The light of God shines in the darkness and the darkness did not overcome it. Take delight in the knowledge that God wins, that God works through all of the chaos of life, and that God will not and has not abandoned us now or ever. How majestic is God's name in all the earth? The God who has formed us, who gives us wisdom, who died for us. May we delight in the name of the triune God, now and always. Amen. This next week, I encourage you to take a deeper look by journaling about meditating on or talking about these questions, either by yourself or with another person or a small group. First, what in life do you take delight in? And how does that help you grow closer to God? And second, how easy is it to understand the mystery of the Trinity?